0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio.
1: I want you to think back to your baby shower if you had one. What did you do... And what kinds of presents did you receive? Did you play games? Chances are, if you did, you got friends to guess the size of your bump. You may have got a stack of baby paraphernalia. If you were lucky, you got a few nice maternity bras that may or may not have fit you after you had your baby. Now, baby showers are all well and good. But my next guests have an idea about how you can transform a baby shower into something that is more about preparing you for new motherhood. Lana Sussman and Kirsty Levin are counsellors at The Parent Village, a service designed to support parents both before and after childbirth. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. You have a service you offer at The Parent Village called Mama Blessing Ways. Where did this idea come from?
0: Well, I um, am a big, big fan of rituals. Um, I did my master's in drama therapy and a huge part of what we do is rituals for helping people to transition into a next phase of life or um, a big event that they're going through. And um, so I did have a blessing way before I had my little girl and it was so beautiful. And I'd been to some friends blessing ways and I had actually facilitated some blessing ways as well. And Kirsty and I were talking about it when we were creating our services and we were just, we just felt like it was a really needed service actually, because it feels like a lot of people actually are looking for something more than just a baby shower, which can seem to be a little bit tied up in consumerism and superficiality. And it's beautiful to bring, you know, women together and to celebrate the mother-to-be, but it just felt like it was sort of lacking something. So we, yeah, felt it was so important to provide a Mama Blessing way to mums, to really help them transition into... Well, archetypally, it's from maiden to mother. So speaking about, you know, you've given it a
1: name, Mama Blessing Ways, but it it comes from another tradition. Kirsty, can you tell me the history of these um, blessing ways and, Mm -hmm. and what kind of things you take from that tradition?
2: So it does come from the ancient Navajo um, American Indian traditions, and they used to um, call in all the, the women in the village or the tribe um, to come together to form a women's circle. Um, and they would essentially perform various sort of types of rituals to acknowledge the mother's transition from, like Lana said, the maiden to the mother so there were various activities or yeah ritual and ceremonious sort of discussions that they would have to help the woman feel as though that their thoughts were held in a space that they could process all of their fears that they could feel thoroughly supported by their tribe and they understood how they were going to be held emotionally and held physically to recuperate through that transition process.
1: It seems to me as well what You're speaking about there in terms of bringing the community together. You're Mm. also providing women with an understanding of who their support network is because you can go Mm. into parenthood not knowing how much support you need or who you can call on. Is that part of the process, Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. And obviously the parents' village, we're totally all about the village and bringing people in. And um, it really is a chance for, and often we get mums that go, oh, you know, I don't want a big fuss, mate. But it's it's made in such a beautiful, gentle, holding way that all the mums who have the Mama Blessing Ways feel so loved up. And that's really what we want them to feel. And all their friends and family feel loved up as well and feel, oh, I know how to support our friend or our family member at this time. So we organise meal plans. We oh, just brilliant. get it organised and and really um, keep everybody in the same so space. So really,
1: really practical. So it's not just emotional. You're doing really practical yes. things to support the mum that. Yeah,
0: so some things are really practical and... Um, You know, one thing that we do is we create um, birth flags. So it's like bunting, I guess, and people write messages of affirmation on it so that um, wherever mummy is going to be labouring or mummy to be is going to be labouring, they can put it up in their hospital or at home if they're having a home birth. And they can, you know, in the midst of labour, look up and just see those empowering supportive messages from their friends and family and it's like the energy just kind of stays with them it's really beautiful we do red thread ceremonies so we um, it's all about calling in the um female line bloodline and ancestry and all the women wear a, a red uh, thread around their hand, and when they hear that the baby is born, the red thread is cut to release the blessings for that mum. So you're kind of walking around with your, you know, looking down, and saying, "Oh, I wonder if you know is it the day yet that your friend's going to give birth?" And it's just, it really, really, really holds a very significant meaning for everybody. Now.
1: Kirsty, did you have a blessing way, or did you have a baby shower or did you have neither?
2: No, I had a bl- uh, baby shower. And we did do all the classic activities and a, uh, one of my best girlfriends threw that for me. Um, but interestingly, a few years later, I actually attended a couple of baby blessing ways or mama blessing ways. And I and this was well before that I partnered up with Lana to form the Parents Village. But um, I could see the real significance of, of that event through being a guest at one of those baby blessing ways. And I found it to be a really profound experience and we did do all of these beautiful activities and such as a uh, bead blessings where you thread beads onto a beautiful necklace or a bracelet that the mother gets to hold and, and wear throughout the labouring process. And each bead has a beautiful personal blessing. So in a similar way to the idea of a ring warming ceremony at a wedding, for example, it's the same sort of notion where you know each of the people present at that event will impart some beautiful message or affirmation into each section of that piece of jewellery. And I just found it to be a really transformative experience. And you could actually see that the mother-to-be in that event, felt like they were really held and listened to and supported and nurtured. Um, and for me, that was sort of a light bulb moment where I actually thought. I would have preferred to have done that any (laughs) day, because I didn't need all the blankets and the swaddles and the bits and pieces, and especially second time round. I think what's more significant is second-time mums usually don't have a need for all of the additional presents and bits and pieces. They're already set up and they'll have all the hand-me-downs. So doing a baby blessing way or a mama blessing way is even more significant for them because I think at that stage they want something more meaningful. They understand the huge adjustment into motherhood And those are the ones that, you know, also want to be held and want to be heard and listened to and nurtured as well. Because you're going to adjust
1: again when it's different again, when you have a second child. Exactly. Well, my question though is, because this does sound lovely and probably deep down I'm a hippie at heart, but for some people, rituals like this can be a bit awkward and a bit too far out there because it's not something that they're comfortable with how do you I mean I'm sure mums don't approach you if they think it's really weird but um from a counselling perspective because your work is based in counselling and supporting women and you both trained at doing that and men both parents Um, how do you kind of translate it for people who are like, yeah, I'm not going to burn any incense or, do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like I can see what you're saying, Lana, because you've done that sort of, Mm. you've seen that drama therapy and I'm just curious from your perspective, Kirstie, how, how you might speak about it to people who just think "Mm, it's a bit too far out for me.
2: Yep. It's It is a conversation that we've had actually quite a few times because there are people who are on varying scales of spirituality and conscious awareness of this whole adjustment period. And for myself, I would probably think about it from the point of view of just customization. So any sort of event that you hold from, for someone as a unique individual can be customised. So we have a really great consultation process where we speak to the mama to the be and we speak to their family members and we get a feel for how spiritual are they, how perhaps religious or culturally aware are they, and how much of those types of ceremonious ritual-type activities would they like to do versus some of the more fun-slash- you know rituals i guess and we can build that into them to and adjust it according to their needs and according to their interests and there are so many various Um, types of activities or rituals that you can hold. And they're not all what you would consider to be airy-fairy, spiritual, deep and meaningful. Woo-woo,
1: as my friend would say. Yes, um, yes, (laughs) exactly.
2: Um, So they absolutely can be adjusted. So, for example, you know, um, there might be some mums-to-be that would say, I'd much prefer to make some beautiful dream catchers that can create some sort of decoration for my family home and for my child's bedroom, for example. You can still impart some beautiful Blessings and messages and affirmations into that building or making process, but it, it's not necessarily the same as a fear burning ceremony, which perhaps might be one level up for someone else who Crikey, wants to get That's what more I needed—a
1: fear yeah. burning ceremony. Um, <laughs> Lana, I, I know this. You're not going to mind because you're fascinated with it, obviously as well. But what is it about rituals that you know? For those of us, we live in a world now where not all of us have a faith, not all of us have a religion. What place does ritual hold for you in terms of our psychological development? because you know we might have marriage now
0: if you're heterosexual,
1: <laughs> you know yeah, so what does it do for us to psychologically to have a ritual?
0: It actually helps us to cope better with any life milestone, so it creates like a, a container or a vessel, I guess to move from that one phase to another phase and We, you know, there's so much depth in ritual, but it can be something so small, like even in an everyday life, you know, we have rituals every day, you know, I need to, for example, have a shower every night. As my ritual, like it doesn't matter if I've had one during the day, but that's my ritual to take the day off, to relax and to go to bed. That's my thing. So rituals don't have to be woo-woo, as you say. Mm. And, um, you know, it can be just something small and significant, but it's sort of just about naming and honouring something or moving or transitioning into something. And I guess my feeling around it is that, um, because obviously our clients are all from all different, you know, stages and phases of life um, and places. um, But it's so fascinating to see how everybody from all walks of life love a ritual. And that's why we facilitate it, because it doesn't make it awkward when somebody holds the space who sort of feels comfortable doing that and it's amazing how people open up like you just see this sort of room of women and some of them are like total you know no bs like yeah. you know like let's just <laughs> yes. you know and Kirsty and i have we've scientists got and
1: journalists <laughs> we tend to be a bit no bs <laughs> yeah
0: totally like no bs and you know we don't you know flutter around with fairy wings and fairy dust and incense <laughs> but we do really it's a really grounding experience and people have come up to us after and they go oh my god that was amazing and i really feel like without sounding too esoteric, I really feel like there is this deep part of us that wants to do ritual. I mean, that's why we do these you know, baby showers and hens nights and bucks nights, which can be, you know, no offense to anybody who's organized one recently, a bit like, you know, and it's like they want to get together. They want to be together in some kind of circle, but they don't know how to take it to that next level. It's they're too sort of scared to go there. But when they do and when someone can facilitate it for them, it's like mind blowing. And, you know, everyone feels really full and, and rich from it because it's sort of so much ingrained in who... Who we are as, as deep people.
1: Yeah, no, so. I find it fascinating. Pity I'm not going to have a third. But um, ladies, thank you so much for coming in and talking to me about this. Thank you. Thanks, Siobhan. That's Lana Sussman and Kirsty Levin from the Parent Village. And both Lana and Kirsty will be speaking at One Fine Baby in Sydney on Saturday, November the 4th and Sunday, November the 5th at 11 a.m. They'll be chatting about the first months of parenthood and how to prepare for them so if you're in Sydney come on down it's at the Hall of Industries at Moore Park and it's completely free If you are also interested in doing your own mama blessing way we'll put links on our website it's kindling.com.au